Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. GameStrat is the number one sideline replay choice for the top football programs in the country. Their system is extremely reliable, easy to set up and use, and they also have the best customer service in the industry. Go to GameStrat.com to learn why more coaches keep switching to GameStrat for their sideline replay system. That's GameStrat.com. G-A-M-E-S-T-R-A-T.com. Before we move on, let's talk about the fastest growing sports team software, All In Team Sports, and how it's helping coaches save time while streamlining their communication, scheduling, and so much more. It's no surprise that coaches are always looking for ways to increase efficiency and save time. That's why this software is so great. It offers coaches all the features they need to manage their teams, from player nutrition and health goals to in-app awards, document sharing, and a team feed that immediately boosts player engagement. This software makes it easy for coaches to stay organized and help their teams succeed. The software also allows coaches to set up a variety of different activities and tasks. For example, coaches can create a schedule for their team, assign tasks to individual players, and even create custom messages for specific groups or individuals. This allows coaches to quickly communicate with their players and keep track of their progress. Plus, the software also allows coaches to create and manage sports-specific activities such as drills and practices. And for all the football coaches out there, they have a video system that is built to work with Huddle that is top-notch. You can sign up today using using code HOGFOOTBALLCHAT to get 75 days entirely free. And I promise it will be an app that will replace all others on your phone. Check them out by going to allinteamsports.com or give them a follow on Twitter at allinteamsports. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey guys, I've got with me today, Coach Ashley McDonough. Coach McDonough is uh, a little bit of a different guest on the podcast. She is a the current head volleyball coach at Centenary College or University? I, I, I forget. College. College, okay. Centenary College in Louisiana, uh, where she's been since 2019. Before that, she was the head coach at Knox College in Galesburg, Illinois, which is how her and I know each other uh, from our Illinois ties. Um, and then she spent time before that at Cayuga Community College out in New York, I believe, right? New York? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, been a volleyball outside coach. Syracuse. Outside Syracuse, that's right. Okay. Uh, been a volleyball coach uh, for uh, a long time, had, had, does a ton of things outside for non nonprofit development, um, has her own website, has her, has her own content, um, and is a uh, criminology major uh, who graduated in 2005 from, um, from college. So, Coach, welcome. Different, uh, different background, but you, you and I kind of have a little bit of similarities in that. So, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and thanks for straying outside of your normal football chat to the world of volleyball. Yeah, of course. Well, it's you know, it's the. I don't know if you've listened to any episodes, but the podcast has sort of evolved. Like when I first started doing it in 
during the quarantine, it was very like scheme and X's and O's and all that stuff. And it's sort of organically evolved into career based and, um, you know, how, how they've gotten kind of, you know, obviously it's still a lot of football coaches, but I've had like my dad on it. I've had buddies, I've had my wife on it. So you, you are the second woman, so you should be pretty feel honored about that. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's about kind of coaching as a profession and a career. So there's, you know, obviously I want to branch out a little bit and talk to, to other coaches, not just football. So, um, so that's why you're, I'm glad you messaged me. I know you messaged me kind of as a joke, but um, I'm glad you, I'm glad you did because now we can, we can find out about you. Yeah, I was totally not prepared for you to actually send me a message and be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, so <laughs> so this is a thing. It is. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to get you we're going to get you on the hot seat a little bit. Um, So, you know, obviously you've been a coach for a long time. Um, I don't think you and I have ever really talked about this. Uh, how did you get into coaching? Because a criminology major, um, obviously, you know, you, you and I are similar to that. My 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 undergrad major was sports management. Um had no intentions of coaching how did you get into coaching and and why have you stayed in for so long you know i i also have an um a degrees in business and in education specifically early education and so initially i was just coaching club ball on the side it was something that i just wanted to do for fun um i was managing bars and clubs in the houston area and mm -hmm. so i used to joke that um you know, at the beginning of the night, I used my criminology degree. And by the end of the night, I was using the early childhood de degree. Yeah. Um, and uh, so one night I just happened to be working and a person that worked for one of our local uh, domestic violence, sexual assault uh, support agencies happened to be chatting with me. And at the time, they needed a person that could fill the role of an education and events coordinator and write violence prevention curriculum. And so it was kind of up my alley. And yeah, that's yeah, very specific. Education, yeah, but, but it worked. And so um, I kind of got into the nonprofit stuff and kind of through that, coach, like I said, I was just coaching on the side, coaching club ball for um, Gulf Coast Volleyball Association in uh, South Houston. And um, kind of from there, I just met different people and made more contacts and then found myself coaching more and more. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, most people can, especially in education or in sports, can relate to this, is that once they find out you can do more than one thing, suddenly <laughs> you have a whole bunch of job titles. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself volunteering as a JV coach for a local uh, Christian high school. And then uh, one of our competing schools that we played against, they needed a head coach the following year, so they hired me. I wound up leaving educate. Um, I'm sorry, I wound up leaving nonprofit work, mm -hmm. uh, basically just doing it. Then on the that became my on the side thing as a community service type deal. And the high school that I was coaching at um, had their math teacher quit over the summer, and they're like, "Oh, well, you can teach seventh uh, through twelfth grade math." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't have a degree in that." And they're like, "You have an MBA. You've taken graduate finance. You can teach seventh grade math." And I was like, right. "Okay, that's that's a fair assessment." <laughs> so, um, and then the coaching staff at the time. So this is around 2010, 2011. The coaching staff at the University of Houston uh, was changing over, and the new staff that came in, um, I just e emailed the head coach, and I said, hey, I really want to learn the behind-the-scenes part of coaching. I've been coaching now for a few years. Um, I don't really need you to teach me how to teach passing a ball or, or serving or things right. along those lines, but I'd really like to know what behind-the-scenes looks like, and so 
they ultimately just let me hang around and I worked a few days a week and and um, the person that I would say was most instrumental on that coaching staff was Nicole Miller, who she's probably one of the most popular and most she's just the most amazing of women's volleyball coaches, especially at the division one level. And she was a huge mentor to me and taught me about recruiting and all that. And then from here, yeah. Then the junior college up in upstate New York hired me. And then I found myself in Illinois, which I'm originally from Chicago. So it was kind of like a closer to home thing. And then I decided I didn't want to live in the tundra anymore. And (laughs) I'm not a fan of polar vortexes and being cold. And so the job at Centenary opened up and it's about an hour and a half from my mom and my brother now. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been no, a interesting road. It's, I mean, it's everyone. And I, and I love that, that everybody's, everyone's path is always different, obviously. And, and we all, we all do it for different reasons and we all stay in it for different reasons. So that's, that's awesome. Um, I don't think I knew that you taught math. That's, uh, that's something I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. So kudos for you for that one. That's, uh, and I hated math in high yeah, school. I hated is... it in college. I, I fought it so hard. So when they asked me to, like, of all subjects, y'all, that's the one that you guys asked me to teach. But, yeah, I, everything happens for a reason. I just I always remind myself of that, even if yeah. I don't understand it at the time. Yeah. Um, you, you, touched, you talked about recruiting a little bit. Um, I'm always curious about recruiting for different sport you know obviously for football it's very very different whatever school you go to for um other sports it's always very different volleyball recruiting is one of those ones where you don't do a lot of in-school recruiting right like a lot of volleyball recruiting if not all of it is is club is that is that right correct it, why why is that i'm always curious to kind of why is that just because they're going to see the best better competition or or is that just it's an easier way to to go see a lot of girls at once. Yes and yes. Uh, okay. I think it's, it's both. Um, for me, when I'm in season, I mean, the high school volleyball season, I mean, it's not, it's not much different for other sports, but when I'm in season, I don't have a lot of time to get out and about and get right. out on the road and to travel. And so um, club volleyball, I mean, you can go to a tournament where there's, you know, 500 teams across different age groups all in the same place at the same time right. the chicago Wind city qualifier i'll use that as an example i mean they've had they got like 147 courts set up and oh so God. like you're yeah yeah the last time i was there i mean it's been a few years since i was at that particular tournament but i mean you you can see hundreds of kids right. over the course of three or four days where you know it, it's kind of a one-stop shop and so, like, for me personally, I I tend to start online, and I start with film, and I kind of start making up that list of kids that I want to see in person, mm-hmm. find out what tournaments they're going to be at, what qualifiers are going to be at, and kind of go from there. But, yeah, it's really just a matter of saving time and energy and money and, yeah, you know. So like I you... said, you find out. No, go oh, ahead. I was going to say, like, you find out, like, they find out you can do more than one thing, right. and suddenly you've got more job titles. So, because right. I also coach our men's club volleyball team here and I'm our diversity and inclusion designee for athletics. So, but that's yeah, the no. D that's the D three life though, too, is that you've got, you've got to wear a lot of different hats and, and that's sort of, I think that's the expectation at, at, at especially at the division three level is that you're going, you know, you're going, if you're a head coach, you're going to do something else. You know, it's not always, it's not always coaching another sport, but you're going to be involved in something on campus somewhere because that's just that's just the way it is that's the d3 
expectations, I think. Um, but yeah. I mean, it, it's most of the time it's good. Most of the time, I mean, obviously people enjoy that because they're at an institution that they they have pride in and want to be at. So that's never a problem. Um, you talked about again going staying on recruiting just because I am fascinated by it. Film is it is it? I mean, is it? Do they send you like huddle? Like obviously with football, there's huddle. Is there huddle for volleyball? There's huddle, uh, sports recruits, NCSA field okay. level. So same um, stuff that same stuff that yeah, we're using for the most part, and okay. then even social media. I mean, right. when I give recruiting talks at some of those big like exact camps and stuff like that, I always tell kids they don't really even need any of those platforms. Have a YouTube channel, simplify your life. You know, put the best um, you know five to ten plays you've ever made in your entire life within the first 30 to seconds to a minute yeah and then show me a little bit of unedited film after that and we'll go from there yeah i mean same same for same for football so right. um, what again staying on recruiting for you guys as volleyball as a volleyball coach you're you're trying to bring in how many how, like what's a perfect number of girls for you to bring in a, in a year I don't think they there's one I don't think there's a perfect number every year just because it depends on the depth of talent you have on your team already. Sure. And so like if I've got a team full of studs, I'm not going to recruit 10 kids. Right. You know, I don't need it, but if I have a team that might have gone through some injuries, um a team that, you know, maybe have graduated a really strong class or whatever, then I'm going to bring in 10 to 12 girls. Yeah. And that's that's huge. I mean, that's you only play six at a time right. so i mean you know, that's that's a big recruiting class but i've had years where i've felt really successful with a class of four or five but then like i said other years i need 10 to 12 what for you to for you to get let's say you're bringing in 10 to 12 for you to bring in 10 to 12 girls how many girls do you have to talk to like what's the percent like we figured out at lake forest like for for each coach to get if each coach got talked to 500 kids or, or you know 400 kids we would get 40 applicants and of those 40 applicants we would get five or six deposits like what's the what's the kind of numbers for you in, in volleyball like how does that work I think that over the years my recruiting approach has really evolved a lot so I would say that back when I first started I recruited similar numbers that you mm -hmm. just gave but I and I now I joke and I say like I'm not a Walmart recruiter like right. I'm not going for the lowest price, you know, and and going for the high revenue, the high sales. Um, now I'm I'm more of a Target recruiter. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so, but I, you know, I I go after very specific kids. Like sure, at, well, and, and, but you know your program. You know who's gonna fit in your right. program. And 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 like I, and don't the numbers I gave you that 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 doesn't mean we were like mass doing anything it was just it to, to find those kids we had to start with with bigger numbers um i would much prefer I, I like the way you recruit i think it's much it's much easier for your programs to find fits and be specific you know don't there's plenty of schools and you know i'm sure they happen in volleyball just as much as football who will recruit anybody with a pulse just to fill their roster and then you know those are the team they're not successful they don't have a lot of success over over the years um i'd rather find the right fit and, and people who are going to be in the program for four years than like you said, the Walmart recruiting. That, and it doesn't look good for college, the college's retention either. Right. And so like for us, like I, Centenary College is one of the best 
biology pre-med schools in the country. We have a 94% medical school acceptance rate, 100% dental school acceptance rate. I mean, Harvard's 93. So if there's any Harvard coaches that are going to be listening, you guys can bite me. Um, <laughs> um, but like I, we, that's just what we specialize in here. Yeah. And so a good number of the kids that I bring in, I don't, I, I obviously I'm looking at who are really strong athletes. Cause I'm not just looking for, you know, just a smart kid who can't play volleyball. Right. Uh, but I start with, I, I really have to start with the academic side of it. And most of the kids that I bring in, at least half of my, I would say half of my recruits tend to be biology pre-med interests. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they don't want to be a doctor, but maybe they want to be a PA or maybe they want to go into PT or athletic training or, or whatever. But our pre-health stuff, our pre-health programs are just that strong. So I start there. I look for kids with those high ACTs. I look for kids that I know are going to be academically successful here right. because the kids who are not going to be academically successful, it doesn't matter what kind of athletic experience I give them. If I don't find the right academic fit, they're going to leave anyways. Right. And so like, for me, that's a big deal, you know, and even the kids that have left the volleyball program here, most of them are still at Centenary College. They just don't sure. play anymore. They got burned out or they, you know, weren't getting the play time. They were like, you know, kids leave for variety of reasons. Right. Um, and even some of the kids that have left, like, well, I was sitting home from this last surgery since I'm the surgery queen um, re <laughs> recovering. Um, one of my kids that transferred last year, it was because of external reasons. She's the queen of bad jokes. And she – she was sending me bad jokes every single day and suddenly they were funny, but it was also because I was on painkillers and muscle relaxers. Right. So, um, it was a real, <laughs> she was suddenly funny. It took a year, but she got funny. Um, <laughs> at least I thought she was, but like, so, I mean, I still have those relationships with them. Yeah. Um, you know, but to me, it's re recruiting, especially at a school like, like Centenary, I have to start with those super high academic kids that are going to fit the academic profile and then go, okay, now from there, who's going to give us a competitive advantage? Because the SCAC for volleyball is probably one of the strongest volleyball conferences in the country for Division Three. Right. We sent three teams to the NCAA tournament again. You know, most send one. Right. And so, and that's our norm. And so it's uh, – you just have to find the the whole package. You can't just look for the good athlete or the good student. You got to find the whole package here. Yeah, but I think also like what you said with that girl sending you jokes in recruiting. Recruiting is all about relationships, and if you're able to build that good solid relationship with a recruit, you know there's there's plenty of there's plenty of kids that. I mean, obviously, my situation just getting fired in November. I've still talked to probably twenty of the kids that I was recruiting because they're asking me for help or if they have, you know, any, any, anything I can do to, to help them. And, and a lot of them are signing with other schools, unfortunately. Um, and I'm, I built enough relationship where I feel comfortable that I can congratulate them and tell them, you know, wish them luck and, and they're appreciative of it. So I think it's, that's the part that sometimes coaches miss out on is that relationship piece because it's, you know, they don't see it as a, a part of their program. They see it as just a number, unfortunately. And, um, and, and that's, you know, kids, those are the kids that quit and have not want nothing to do with the coaches or anything anymore. And, and that's the unfortunate part of, of college recruiting, I guess, is there's people who, who abuse that. So, yeah. And for me, like I try to make the recruiting process for those kids as absolutely personal as possible. I'm not going to give away all my tips and tricks. No, don't, no, no, no. I don't need, no, uh, you don't need but your tricks, I, uh, 
but for me, I try to make the experience as as good as it can be for that kid. Like, yeah. if that family and that athlete are going to spend the time and money and resources to come out to our campus and visit with us, I want to make sure they have a good time and then they enjoy it. Even if that kid winds up not coming here, that kid down the road might know another player that would be right. a good fit for us. And I'm not trying to burn bridges with anybody either. You know, right. um, I, I get told no more than I get told yes. That's the nature of the business. And yeah. so I always try to make kids feel comfortable, you know, not ghosting me. And, like, I want them to tell me no. Right. I want them to know that they can trust me and, and not feel bad or, you know, feel no. like they have to go under a rock. Right. No, I get that 100%. I think that's that's important because it's it's kids kids don't know that. Kids kids need to understand that it's their decision. They they shouldn't they shouldn't be be let an adult make them feel bad for making a decision about their life. Um yep. and so that's yeah. Um well, all right. Last little bit we're going to talk about and and uh, we have to talk about football. Um Bye. you whatever you guys at centenary <laughs> just brought back football after 50 years is that right more than that we haven't had football since world war ii was that okay so more than 50 years um i you know just i'm curious kind of how that transition has been um i, I don't know were you involved in the hiring process and in the interview process all of the coaches are always invited to sit in on the head coach interviews okay um for and then um, so we had five that we wound up bringing onto campus. Mm -hmm. Some, I mean, we had over a hundred applications mm -hmm. for that job. And, and, um, I don't, I don't think we could have found a more perfect guy. And I'm not just saying that because I'm at Centenary and he's a coworker of mine. Um, I think anybody that's ever played for coach Dawson or been around coach Dawson knows what kind of man he is. Right. Um, and then they know what kind of coach he is, but I think it starts with them knowing what kind of man he is. He, as our golf coach said during his interview, sat there and goes, man, you make me want to play football. <laughs> like, that's just how inspiring this this human being is. And, right. you know, before here, he was uh, on the staff at Tulane. And um, before that, you know, he, he played at LSU. Um, he coached one of our local high schools here to multiple state championships, which we all know that football in the South is, is no joke. Oh, yeah. And so um, having someone like Byron Dawson – uh, as an applicant and somebody who is familiar with the state of Louisiana uh, as much as he is and Texas, uh, I don't think we could have picked a better guy. Yeah. How how has it been? Um, how much has the the atmosphere on campus and and you know how much has how much have things changed? Hopefully for the positive, but you know if it's been if there's been some negatives, you know don't don't hold back. But how much has it changed now that you guys have football back? Um, has it has it helped enrollment? Has it helped numbers? Um, you know uh, how how excited is the campus for for football again? Not even just the campus, but the campus community. I've had people at my doctor's offices or or at the grocery store see me wearing Centenary gear, and they mention football to me. Right, and um, I think it's been great. Uh, I think a lot of coaches of some of the smaller sports tend to get a little scared or could have gotten a little scared when they heard football was being reintroduced just mm -hmm. because we know that they take a lot of the resources um, from other sports at times. Yeah. Um, but it's a more expensive sport in all, in all fairness. It is. Um, but I think that it's changed things here for the 
positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't start officially competing until 24. Right. Uh, so I believe this falls like just some like scrimmages and some things like that. They do have guys that are on campus already. And, uh, but like, for example, they're about to build us a new hundred seat film room because the film room we have now is great for a women's volleyball team. It's great <laughs> for men's basketball, but right. it's not big enough to hold, you know, well, even our baseball team's about 60 guys. Um, you know, it's, it's not big enough. Right. Um, we're going to have to upgrade most of our facilities, upgrade most of our athletic facilities, not even just athletic, but, you know, at some point they're probably going to have to add another dorm building. They're going to have to add uh, to admissions. They're going to have to upgrade the cafeteria. Like there's a lot of things that down the road, part of the strategic plan that they've put in place so far, mm-hmm. they're going to have to change. At the end of the day, one, that's job security for a coach because you're like, hell, if y'all got this much money to be spending on all this, y'all ain't <laughs> right. disappearing anytime soon. And we know, like, during COVID, a bunch of small schools, like, they kicked the bucket. Right. Um, so, you know, when other schools were closing their doors, we were like, hey, we're going to add football. Um, <laughs> you know, we're going to add the most expensive sport possible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so um, I think that it's, it's also helped me in my recruiting um, because – people can see like, hey, this isn't one of those schools that's gonna be dropping off the face of the, the map or off the face of the planet here anytime soon. They're gonna they're here for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um I just see it all I, I personally see it all as positives. Um but I'm I might be a little biased. I I've been at schools that have had football before, yeah. obviously being at Knox. Um but I really think that the way in which the college is approaching the addition of football and the leadership they have with coach Byron uh, Dawson. Um, I, I really just, I see it as something that's going to benefit all of our sports. It's going to benefit the whole campus. It's yeah. going to increase enrollment. Right now we're sitting at about 550. We're a really small school. That's kind of been the norm for a while. We're shooting the be up at about 800. Mm-hmm. Well, they also added track and field, cross country, men's club, volleyball, and competitive cheer and dance in the last three years. So between all of that plus football, we're going we're going to get ourselves up to yeah. that you know that eight nine hundred mark. It's just organically going to happen, and we have the resources and the funding and the strategic plan in place to make it happen the right way. No, that's awesome. That's um. It's exciting. It's exciting for you guys because I know you know. I, you know, being a football coach, obviously, I, 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 I love my football. Um, and so I, you know, I'm friends with a couple guys who who work there, and and um, you know, they're they're super excited about it and, and and about all the opportunities too. So that's that's cool. That that's cool that they have the support from other coaches on campus and the support from the community, which is which is huge for for any successful successful program as you know so that's very cool um well this part of the state i mean we're at the top of the boot right so the only there's no division three well first of all we're the only division three school in louisiana so the 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 next closest schools to us in our own home state here would be louisiana tech yeah uh they're about an hour away and then grambling about an hour away about then you got uh louisiana monroe about about two hours um that northwestern uh southwest of or yeah south i think they're straight south of us um about an hour and a half two hours ish we are in a football desert up in our corner of the state right now and we're the only division three in the state so we have there's there's a market for it that has been untapped 
And so I think that that also played into the college's decision, knowing that information um, to reinstate football since we haven't had it since World War II. Right, which is I crazy. Think 1946, yeah, I think was yeah. our last year. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's, 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 if you guys, if the football coaches are any good at recruiting, <laughs> you guys should be able to get the, the, the cream of the crop, so to speak in the area and the, and, and in that little, the little pocket. So that's good. Um, yep. Well, coach, I don't want to keep you long. Um, I know you've got tons of things to do. Do me a favor, uh, drop your Twitter handle because I have everyone drop their Twitter handle. So drop your Twitter handle and any other information you want the listeners to know. Got it. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah. You have to tell me the Twitter handle, you doofus. Oh, I didn't know you want me to tell it to you. Yeah. you said, tell, I me, you tell, me, like... tell me the Twitter handle and any other information oh, you want the listeners to know. Crap. What is my you Twitter don't handle? know your Twitter handle. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, A-M-A-C underscore 83 is my okay. Twitter handle. So okay. um, I'm AMAC. AMAC yeah. 80 underscore 83. Okay. Well, yeah. listeners, if you, uh, if you know some, some pre-med volleyball, uh, volleyball <laughs> players, give her a follow, give her a shout. Um, she does a ton of great stuff outside of athletics. Um, so, uh, uh, I'm going to plug my website. I'm, uh, Hey, you know, I, you know, I'm a faith-based coach. Um, so my website is www.coachedbychrist.com and I post, a lot of content um, that has to do with the intersection of faith and college athletics and higher education and some of the specific challenges that we face. So awesome. check it out. No, I'll, I'll, I'll add that. Um, I'll make sure that, that the listeners all know that too. So very good. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on. Um, best of luck this season and uh, we'll talk soon. Got it. Thanks. All right. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by the online clinic at Chief Pigskin. The online clinic by Chief Pigskin is a collection of coaching content from over a decade of travels from a high school coach. With video quality that is unmatched, you should check them out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com.